making the pulse of Elkhart. This is On the Beat with Carl Stutzman. And welcome back to On the Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 1019 FM. Carl Stutzman, good to have you with us on this Tuesday afternoon. So in uh, case you missed it, over the weekend, there was a big announcement from Hubbard Hill. Uh, you know, some background for me personally on Hubbard Hill. You know, it, it's it's been interesting throughout my, my own life at different times how Hubbard Hill's been involved. When I was in youth group, we used to volunteer there to uh, be able to help out with some of the residents. When I was in high school, uh, we performed there with the Concord Singers at least once a year for Christmas programs or whatever it may be. And then as I got older and family members got older, I've had a couple of family members that have, have lived and spent some of their final days at Hubbard Hill. As far as I'm concerned, it is a fantastic organization. They care a lot. They do some great things. And so it made me very happy to hear over the weekend that they are, uh, you know, kind of making a big step into early learning into this uh, sort of intergenerational uh, learning process. I think it's a it's a really cool concept. It's a it's a very interesting process to talk about. And so had to get a chance to sit down and chat. Uh, joining me on the line this morning is uh, Hubbard Hill Living Wisdom Community CEO Patrick Pingle. Patrick, very good to have you on the program. Thank you for taking the time on uh, such short notice today. Oh, so good to be here with you, Carl. Thank you. So I, I don't want to give away too much of the information based on on what I know, because unfortunately I wasn't able to to attend the big announcement. But, you know, what is this uh, big addition? What's what's going on over at Hubbard Hill? Well, I'll tell you that we're we're pretty excited. It was um, we we just thought that we needed to let the community know at this point. Uh, this has been cooking for a little while. You maybe call there was a a moment where uh, Granger Community Church, the early learning center that exists there, uh, they made an announcement um, several months ago that they, they needed to find a new home. And it, it coincided with a strategic agenda, if you will, you know, of, that we were looking at to find a solution for, and quite honestly, our own staff. You know, it's no surprise that the frontline, you know, uh, headline news today is, staffing crisis and uh, there's not enough folks going around. We we've have been insulated from that largely because, you know, uh, we're Hubbard Hill. It's, it's just a, a, you know, I'd like to believe, of course, you're going to have to ask the staff, but the, you know, we don't turn over a lot of staff uh, as, uh, as the rest of the industry that is because we have a beautiful culture and so we have so many mission driven people, which I, I appreciated your comments, Carl, in the beginning. Um, we don't, we have people who are drawn here, oftentimes people who have been in senior care and they they make their way here. And it's just um, it's it's a different place. Uh, you know, we we have a different lens. As you said, we have a faith lens that we apply. In. And so what happened in our quest to answer that uh, this opportunity came up. And so we engaged in dialogue with uh, Granger Community Church and the leadership of Early Learning Center and said, is there is there a possibility here? Because. We haven't pulled the trigger until now, Carl, because we couldn't find that partner that was aligned with our mission, vision, values, just exactly. There's there's options out there. There's providers, but nothing that really checked every box. And so we found ourselves in a place where they were announcing a difficult decision uh, to leave their, their home and find a new one. And we were, um, you know, dealing with unprecedented, um, you know, issues with staff and and uh, the other part of this is the, the intergenerational aspect. 
has always been something that's um, absolutely central to everything we do. We always are trying to create uh, environments and opportunities for families and kids and, and multi-generations to come together to have life. You know, one of our taglines is adding life to living. And so when this presented itself, you know, it was, it was an obvious dialogue that began that, and uh, they were they were really interested because they were seeing the alignment as well and were very intrigued uh, to add this intergenerational element to their program. You know, they, they have a, a four star out of four star uh, rating system. They're, um, they're accredited, they're licensed, they've been with a waiting list, a really high quality faith-based program. And it just, it hits both of our sweet spots. And uh, that's how this whole thing began. I think that's a pretty incredible story. I, I, I am firmly in belief of filling a need by finding a need. And, you know, clearly you guys had identified it early and, you know, sometimes the stars just align for it. I think since, you know, you guys opened the Wisdom Center, what was it, June of 2019? Um, that's right. Yeah, the, the, the door has been open. The window is there to figure out the best way to to use your facilities in as many as ways possible. And when you guys put it together and you built it and you developed this program, it, the the possibilities of where you could take it are are pretty abundant. And this just seems like you're you're really jumping in and taking the, the next natural step in kind of expanding your programming. I, I love that. You're, that's that's a, a beautiful uh, description of how we're exactly where we're at. You know, as we study best practices, Carl, they're um, with intergenerational programming, and there's about 150 of these types of programs um, out of 17,000, you know, providers. There's about 150 that are doing it. And, and as we looked at the, the ones that were really thriving, and matter of fact, um, we couldn't find anyone who didn't say this was a really good idea in <laughs> across the nation. But the ones that were really thriving uh, often had a dementia element, uh, where it, just like ourselves in building the Living Wisdom Center for Dementia Care. Uh, it was a program that normalizes living, right? And so that you know, and that's part of the the revolutionary um, uh, design element is that we have households where. With folks with dementia, they often are in locked situations where they're they're trying to hide the doors. Well, here you have your living room, and there's the front door, and people can go out the front door anytime, night or day, in the middle of winter in northern Indiana, because we have this enclosed atrium space uh, that's conditioned that it's it's the outdoors, and so they can go out safely. And outside is their yard. Um, you'll find uh, the patio. Uh, you'll find the lawn and the gardening areas and live plants and trees and such. Well, what's more natural than having kids playing mm -hmm. on the front yard? And, and I'm talking about, you know, there's, that's magical. And th when I'm talking to these people who've accomplished just the intergenerational aspect without this, the design that we're adding to it, they, they always get choked up talking about, the therapeutic value of that is beyond any medicine, anything, because all of us are wired for connection. And as people suffer with dementia, they're, it's like peeling back an onion. They're going back to those earlier memories of having children or even being a child. And that's, that's something that grounds them and brings comfort and, um, and connection. And that's, that's the, the magic of what we can provide for them in this setting. Well, you know, I can... 
I'm trying to talk about myself too much here, but I can draw from my own experience. Um, I had a my great-grandfather who lived with me for a short period of time. He had Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And um, uh, just a nasty combination. But I'll tell yes. you that in the moments where he was most himself was just when he was with us kids. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I will never forget my last moments with him. The last thing he ever did was play a joke on me. And I was I was I was 18 years old and I was in college. But at that time, I also had a sister who was 11 and he had lived with us five years before. So she was, you know, uh, she was in grade school. And I, I, I like to think that in some way being in the environment where he was around family and around kids and around energy, I think is a big part of it. Um, yes. You know, that that made a big difference. And the 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 technology and the um uh, the the process and the treatment for for dementia patients is just it's growing exponentially and we're learning more and more every day every year you know it's just incredible yeah yeah that's it it really is stunning and it's wonderful and it brings a lot of hope that said you know the we know this um that even though there's there's big breakthroughs of pharmaceuticals and, and such we know this environment matters hugely it matters for everyone at every age. And so to acknowledge that and not say, gosh, with folks, you know, with uh, dementia, they're less than or that, that doesn't matter as much. It's like, you know, it's just not true. Uh, every human being, it just never changes. And the connection with kids, which is what we're really talking about today, is, um, as you said, it's I, I just have this image of one particular person who was I, I just they were sitting outside and with head down and not engaged. And I saw a, a child, a very small child come right up and pick their head up and their hands get right up in their face. And the, and the person just opened like a flower, you know, mm -hmm. just came alive and connected and the eyes sparkled. And, and there's like, there's no way that you can duplicate that or, or anything that can, re, um, you know, that can really, um, but anyway, you get it. The, yeah. the value is, yeah. it's hard to put in words, isn't it? It is. It is. And, and, yeah, and there you go. And that's uh, that's those are the kind of opportunities, not just that. Actually, the intergenerational uh, approach is where seniors can be um, plugged into the, the kids' school day mm -hmm. in some way that's meaningful and, and where there's a connection that can occur. Um, it could be doing some an activity side by side. And the kids can come onto campus. Of course, the, the school that we're building from scratch, which is a an incredible opportunity. And I think it's drawing a lot of excitement from the teachers, um, you know, that they've had to, um, they've had good space, but they haven't had optimal, absolutely optimal space uh, that they could create, um, you know, and add all the elements that everyone learns in their, their daily routines, you know, well, if I had this, or if I could just tweak this, it'd be just that much easier or better or more effective. We're able to build a school from scratch. How about that? Yeah, that's amazing. Can I ask uh, what is the timeline on on all of this? I mean, is that too oh, early? Sure. Is that too early to ask? I mean, a lot of people are going to kind of wonder what the logistics and everything are going to be when it all gets going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we're we're running, we're sprinting hard, and are doing final uh, tweaking with design as we continue to get. You know, we're in relationship with experts within the field um, and consultants who are helping us to have all of the elements that we need to have by, you know, uh, regulation, of course. And uh, we're really familiar with regulations in this field, in this industry. So that's a good marriage there. And safety, of course. Uh, 
but also the optimal design for living and learning and growing and connection and, and caring. And um, that means that um, uh, we're putting the final tweaks on and we hope to have things completed done. We'll have uh, renderings that will be uh, out for the public to see shortly. And uh, we hope to break ground this fall. Uh, don't know, you know, I don't want to circle a, a month exactly right now. And to have um, school open in the fall of 22. That would be amazing. So, I mean, uh, I'll say this. This is obviously the first conversation that we're going to have of many about this. So uh, I appreciate you jumping on the program. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can, what you can, what's going to, I should say, what's going to be made of all of this. I think it's a great idea. And uh, I I guess, yeah, that's, that's it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's unique. And I think it's going to be really interesting to bring to the community. Carl, thank you so much. It's been a, a joy, and I can't wait to share more with you as we go forward. That is Patrick Pingle. He is the CEO of the Hubbard Hill Living Wisdom Community. It is uh, very good to have him on the program, and uh, look forward to having him on again soon. we got more coming up next on The Beat on the Heart 1340 AM, 101.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.